Come on, let's go. Hurry up. I was grabbing a beer. Welcome to the Porsche Talk Podcast, where three adults take a deep dive into everyday matters with their unapologetic and diverse perspectives. I'm Eric. Ezra. Brock with elementary class of 06 valedictorian. The bitch you all love to hate, uh, Morgan. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cat mom. Switching it up because you were getting slandered on our TikTok. <laughs> right. All those sensitive ass pussies. It wasn't that. They were just right. You was wrong. They were just broke. <sighs> but it's fine. Facts. Facts. Some people don't know when to admit when they're wrong, and that's clearly Morgan. It's all right. And she's wrong a lot, so. Those are paying customers she's yelling at. Also, I saw her 12% the other day on a check. It was like $180, so what are we saying? It was 188 Did you you miss the word like 180 nigga? Yeah, I was just giving you the exact amount. Yes. And honestly, it wasn't enough. Yeah, facts. Like, literally on my way to going to their table, someone was dancing and smacked me dead in the face from dancing. Like, she was, like, doing the elbows and smacked the shit out of me. And I was I like, your head in the yeah. yeah, definitely learn to bob and weave, nigga. I do. Apparently not. Clearly not. Pre-first topics, I have a first, first one for you. Ezra, you're running out of questions today. I think today was the last one. What do you do now? Oh, I'm done. I was actually done like last week, and then there was one more in the vault that I didn't even realize because I had like deleted the notes. And then somebody hit me and was like, "Hey, yo, I sent a question like four months ago, and I never saw it." And I was like, "I got you." Damn. Yes, I'm out. I'm all out. If anybody wants to submit questions, hit me. So you're not retired. You're just out of questions. Yeah, that it's a forced retirement. (laughs) All right, that's all I have. What do you got? Um, mine is just quick as well. You had a question for me. I got a question for Morgan. Morgan, what what you got going for Valentine's Day? Do you have a date from that man? Yeah, I don't know what we're doing yet. Mm, word, word. We'll ask after Valentine's Day because that didn't. Yeah, well, I see it is like he says he has something planned, but if he really doesn't and is just saying that, I'm literally done with him. Nah, that doesn't work. It it does. Nah, y'all y'all locked in. He got something planned. Y'all staying in this year. Everybody's staying in. Yeah, that's I'm not I, like, staying it, in. No, y'all staying in. Would be upset if you're staying in. He'll be staying in. I'm going out. <laughs> that's cap. It's a Tuesday. You're not going nowhere alone. Single, lonely as fuck, like usual. Yeah. Actually, there's gonna be there's a, Atlanta always has something going on, and I'll just go out with the girls. I hope your whole friend group isn't single. If your whole friend group is single, that says a lot about all of you. I mean, I have a a group with men, and I have friends without men. Mm, that says everything I need to know for real. Yup. God, I'm feeling rowdy. I took a nap. I'm feeling rowdy. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. We're having a little bit of dating vibes for sure today, and I want to get right into this because I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking to Anne about this. Like, if you didn't want kids or you literally couldn't have kids for whatever reason, at what point when you're dating someone do you need to bring it up? Like, are we talking talking stage, first date, later? Because I feel like that's kind of awkward to bring up making a lot of assumptions on a first date. But, like, you could just put that out there to, like, because apparently that happened to some girl. And she, like, told the guy that. And he was, like, just literally got up from the date and walked away. He's like, why are you wasting my fucking time? What I would say for that would be... I think it depends on the quality of dating you're doing. Like if you're in college just having fun, you're right out of high school just having fun, very young 20s just having fun, like you don't need to really mention it until like I'd probably say six to eight months of actually dating when y'all are getting serious, discussing maybe a future. But if you're like post-college slash later end of 20s, later end of 20s is 27 and beyond, and you're dating to, like, find a spouse, which I think most people in this age range are kind of doing now, you probably don't want to waste anybody's time, and you probably let them know early on that you don't want kids. So I'd probably say, like, that should probably be, like, some icebreaker conversation before y'all go on a date. I'm going to say post-college... within like the first three dates because I feel like by then you guys will just have casually been like hey like do you want kids 
And then if you can't have kids, that's, you know, the time you would bring it up and be like, yeah, I want kids, but unfortunately I can't, uh, I can only adopt or blah, blah, blah. I'm going to reach out to our friend, uh, friend of the cast, former co-host, Miss Paige Lee, and see what she says, because she has always been an adamant, I don't want kids person. I agree with you. I think that's a good timeline, though. Um, anytime you're getting into what I would actually consider serious dating, definitely like college, maybe, depending on how serious. But I think if you're getting serious with someone in college, you should have already come up. But definitely after college, mid-20s, especially late-20s, 30s, like, People, I mean, people don't have time to fuck around at that point. You got a job, you're trying to make moves, buy a house, have a kid or not. So definitely like just being open and transparent about that, I think is important. Um, probably, yeah, probably within the first couple of dates for sure. If not, even on a talking stage, because that, that could just be like, some, I mean, that is a big deal breaker for a lot Dude, of people. For friend of the cast page, hers would have to happen before a date. It would have to happen before we even start <laughs> texting for real. Like... I would need to know, like, the first day of texting if you were Paige. Because Paige just doesn't not want kids. And, like, people who think like that, they don't just, like, not want to have kids. They don't want to adopt kids. They don't want kids to any capacity. They don't want to be a stepmom. There's no changing their mind. They're set on it. So, if like, I do want kids and that's where you're coming from, just tell me that from the start. Because, like, I need to know I'm just trying to fucking go about my day at that point. Yeah, Paige is definitely like she loves being an aunt, and that's as much as she's going to be around kids. And she's known that for a long time. So yeah, she could be like, "Hey, nice to meet you. I don't want kids. Do you still want to have this conversation?" I was thinking about this when I saw the topics, and I was like, "For shorties who don't want kids, like don't want to have or like adopt kids, would it be bad for men to like?" I I guess I wanted to know their perspective, like if they think niggas is just using them to fuck. Because at one, kind of like, hey, yo, I might have just used you to fuck if I want kids and want a family one day, but you a baddie. Yeah, you probably just getting fucked on. I'm going to go about my business. I feel like that would be talked about if a guy was like, I want kids. I don't know. Like, you guys would talk about that. Like, we can date. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, you know, it's just not going anywhere, but we can still, like, you know, hang out. No, you could do that. But, yeah, like... Some niggas talk themselves out of pussy. And what I mean, this is the toxic coming out. What I mean, why the fuck would I tell you any of that when you just told me you don't want kids? I'm not going to be like, oh, I do, but like we can talk and hang out still and have fun. No. Oh, my God. I never wanted kids either. I'm a lie. Get what I need and leave. Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest, if you're going to be toxic about it, that would be the way to go about it. Like you wouldn't want to dog yourself out or give up the goods. Um, transparency doesn't get you far when it comes to dating at times, unfortunately. It does not. Um, side combo on this. I was talking to this guy once, um, and like after a month is when he told me he had a 16 year old son. And I was like, what? Like, what? You have never mentioned this ever. That's around the right time. Uh, no. A month? I feel like a month. You probably don't want to tell every shorty you talk to or go on a date with you got a kid. And you probably had shorty stop talking to you because you had a kid. So I'd say a month is probably a good amount of time to talk to somebody, get to know somebody, maybe go on a couple of dates and then be like, yeah, I got a kid, by the way. I don't know why you couldn't just say that. like Because you probably lose out on a lot of opportunities. Well, then that's perfect. You don't need them anyways. Yeah, but certain people are probably willing to write you off sooner if you say you have a kid. Whereas if you wait a little bit and they get to know you and invest a little in you, it's probably harder for them to just write you off. Honestly, someone's going to write you off for having a kid right away. Then I personally feel like then good riddance. I would write someone off immediately if they had a kid. No, I'm about to say I would too. I get it from both standpoints. Because this could be someone fuck them for writing you off, but also like you are kind of trash for writing somebody off just because they have a kid. But I know I wasn't looking to date no shorty with a kid, so. Yeah, me neither, but I was like, at least the kids. What happened with Buddy? Was he cool? Yeah, I mean, his kid was 16, so I was like, I don't really care. He's a grown-ass man. I was, yeah. Like, that is a grown <laughs> you know, like, He doesn't need taken care of. He's almost 18. I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but it probably would have been different if it was, like, three. Yeah, and the, the, his kid lived in a different state. Too. I was about to say, that nigga do not got custody of his kid. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, be for real. That's just a friend he sees on occasion. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. Um, Paige is kind of in agreement with us. I think that she would bring it up pretty early on um, in dating. Um, but she also did say that if it was just kind of like a hookup kind of thing, it's not really anyone's business. But if there's some serious future with them, then she would definitely bring it up. That's weird. I hate when people say things like that. If we're just hooking up. If, if at any point my dick goes in your mouth or your box, like your business is my business. Like we got to stop acting like a nigga didn't just come in your mouth and you got personal secrets. Like be for real. <laughs> you were swallowing a nigga's nut. Your business is his business. <laughs> That's definitely not true. That is definitely true. That's wild. <laughs> and just so people know, I'm I'm the exact same way for niggas. Like, you can't eat a shorty's box and be like, oh, mine's a business, bitch. Like, no, like, you was eating this shorty's box fresh out of work. Like, be for real. Ew. Is it just oral but not sex? You know, I think sex, I think oral is more intimate than sex. You can fuck anybody. Or I think is a little more intimate, but that's neither here nor there. Um... Sex without a condom, I'd be like, yeah, y'all share each other's business. Sex with a condom, bitch, mind your business. There's a lot of people out here sharing business that don't think shit about it. <laughs> I'm hip. All right, let's get into a little bit of a different side of this topic. Would you consider either getting a vasectomy or getting your tubes tied if your partner requested it after having children? I feel like the man should. How old am I? That's what would matter in this. Well... I mean, yeah, because I don't want to tie my tubes and then, like, I don't know, maybe we get divorced down the way, yeah. and then who knows, maybe I want another kid. Like, if a guy had that, like, change, what? he could easily go get his, um, you know, dick. I don't think that's an easy change, and I think that affects fertility. Like, I think your chances are still, like, low at that point. I mean, Michael Scott got it. Snap, snap, oh, snap, brother. snap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it would depend on the age, but I also think it would be, I think it would be weird for any significant other to pitch that to somebody. If they want to do it for themselves, like, hey, we're done having kids. I want to get my tubes tied. Go for it. But like, if I came to my woman after we had two or three kids at like 30, and was like, hey, 35-ish, and was like, hey, you should get your tubes tied, by the way. Like, that would be weird, I feel like. You know what is crazy? I feel like when it comes to men and getting, like, a vasectomy, like, it's very, it's kind of looked at it very casually. And, like, this is going to be kind of a spin zone and a reach here. But, like, for women, it's always, like, your body, your choice. Like, that's what we're trying to do a big movement of right now. But then it's, like, when it comes to, like, a vasectomy, women are, like, you need to get your two, or your vasectomy, like, we're done having kids. And, like, it's just kind of, like, no one bats an eye at that. I'm going to say two things that's going to hurt somebody. It's because they're accustomed to it. They're numb to it. Since birth, they already alter our dick. To them, it is nothing to be, like, get a vasectomy. They probably altered their son's dick at birth. So telling you to get a vasectomy, second nature. It comes easy. I mean, we've only had to take birth control for half of our lives. What? What does that have to do? Because that does a lot to your body. No, I'm saying, what does birth control have to do with the tubes tied to the vasectomy? Because it's another prevention. Yeah, but like we're telling somebody, we're saying that you're pitching to your significant other to get some genital altering surgery. I think that is like unhinged behavior. And to me, I think that's crossing some boundary. If there's a preventative measure that you want to take and you wanted to get your tubes tied as a woman, go for it. But I think once you start asking a man to get a vasectomy, you're out of line as a woman. And in the same breath, as a man, if I wanted to take preventative measures to not get pregnant, I would be like, damn, let me get a vasectomy. But I would think I was overstepping some boundary if I told my wife, like, hey, yo, by the way, go get them tubes tied. Yeah, I feel like I mean, that's going to be their choice. I think you should demand it of any partner. That's not what I'm saying. No, I don't think but you should even ask it. I think that has to be their way, choice. As I was saying, um, I looked up a vasectomy and it or like reversal, and it only takes about two to four hours, and you can go home the same day. It's relatively safe procedure with low risk of complications or side effects, and then uh, ejaculation usually returns. 
six to 12 months, but can be as early as three months, but it shouldn't be any longer than 18 months. What did you Why did she try to spin zone that like that was sounded good? Tell us, tombstone isn't a long, dangerous procedure either. I know, but it's not reversible. You can reverse your tombstone. No, you can't. Yes, you can, bro. Look it up. Go to the same Google you just went in and typed in. Can you reverse your tombstone? I don't think you can. I think that's. I think you get like eggs. They take a bunch of eggs out. No. Well, while she looks, you can at literally it, yeah, do it. It's literally the very first thing that comes up. I kind of look at it like this: like, let's say you already had two kids, and like Anna was like, "Get a vasectomy." I'd be like, "All right, like I don't really care. Like I don't want to have more than two kids. So if I can just like confirm that it's never going to happen again, like I think I can sleep well at night." But that's just me, also. My brother, I would want it to be your choice. Only about fifty percent of women are um, able to get pregnant. If they do get it reversed. No, I didn't say anything about the pregnancy. You said it couldn't be done. I was telling you it can't. I know, reverse, but I'm thinking reverse. of like after facts, like if you wanted to have children, it's... Nah, we moving to goalposts now. No, I mean, I really did say that in my first point. Eric, did she say that in her first point or did she say three times, no, you can't reverse your tubes tied? I said... I'm pretty sure you'd like triple down. Yeah, like be for real. But I also said if a guy gets his things reversed, he can go and get pregnant. Whereas if a girl got it done, she probably can't get pregnant anymore. 50% I did, is not probably. I did double down and say that they you can't get it reversed. But now that I looked it up, you can, but you most likely can't get pregnant. Anymore. Most likely? It's a 50% chance. That's not most likely. Also, but, like that's, I feel like that's common knowledge that you can get it reversed. So it was interesting you came so hard. When it was very Googleable, when you were very quick to go Google the stats for a man, I guess what I'm saying is, I'm consistent. I've let it be known if it's their choice and it's their body, let it be their choice and their body. Why is that not applied with you when it comes to men? Because it seems you are quick to volunteer men. I'm not quick to volunteer men. I'm just saying, I if I my husband and I decided we wanted to not have children, I would rather him do it. I would rather whoever comes up with it and suggests it do it. Yeah, I'm never go like nose goes. You said nose goes? Nah. I just think that'd be weird in the first place. Like I don't think I'm gonna need a I don't think I'm gonna need a vasectomy or my tubes tied to avoid pregnancy as an adult. Yeah, just pull out. The classic and true method of pulling out works so well for so many other people in life. Ezra knows how I like it. Ew. (laughs) Ew, no. All right. Nope. I'm done with it. Done with it. Uh, Let's look into this one. Is grocery shopping a task done solo or together when in a relationship? Now, Morgan, I know you haven't done this in a while because you haven't been in one. Just imagine. I don't think it... like. I think it'd be both. Like sometimes me and Anna will go, and sometimes it might just like not work out with our schedules, so one person might go. But I think, like I think going together is fine. I think sometimes you might forget something. You might be like, "Oh, let's grab this." Oh, we should actually do this and that. Like having someone to talk to. But at the same time, like I've gone grocery shopping, AirPods in, just thriving, moving throughout the grocery store, just living it up. So a little bit, a little bit of both. I think it's a joint task. I think it's definitely a joint task. Um, probably just because I've always jointly done it. And then I think if... I think I would keep it a joint task because I fear if I got comfortable not doing it jointly, it would turn into, yeah, Mariah just going to do all the grocery shopping. And then that becomes a burden and it's an extra chore damn near. So make the list ahead of time. Go over the list. One person read the list in the store, the other person like push the cart and go about it. It's a joint thing for real. I mean, if you guys live together, I feel like you should be more inclined to go together, especially if you guys have plans for a specific dish. But I mean, there's something really nice about going to the grocery store by yourself. You know, ah, I want this and I want that. Like, I love that. You can't get that when you're with somebody? I mean, like Eric said, like putting in your ear headphones and shit and just going through the grocery store, it's just fun. Y'all might I be like, like the worst people I know. 
I do not want to see no niggas in my grocery store with earphones on. Bro, the amount of people who work in the grocery store with their headphones in is no, crazy. That's the okay, amount of people in public they're like who working. do it is crazy. They're workers. Like, do what they do what you need to do to make it through that trash eight hours shit. <laughs> but like, don't let me see grocery store like customers and earphones in. Cause here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna come up behind you. You're gonna be looking at the condiments. I don't know. Maybe you got a hot sauce you prefer. I'm just trying to grab the Texas Peak. Your cart's in the way. I'm going to say excuse me one or two times before I got to physically move your cart, and then you're going to turn around and think it's a problem. And now we actually going to have a problem. No, I feel because like you had your fucking earphones in. I feel like if you have headphones in, you have to be aware of your surroundings, though. Yeah, you, you can't be moving the cart not keeping aware. Like You shouldn't be going noise canceling <laughs> in the grocery store. Nah, I don't know, because I'm only giving one excuse me. After that, I'm moving the cart. I'm going to tell you, if you ever go to a shop, and if you're doing like a little quick trip, just put your headphones on one time and experience the bliss. I don't think I'd like it. I think you would love it. I'd, I'd be surprised. It. But you also like to drive in silence like a psycho. So Yeah, like I'm a different breed for real. This was a um, an interesting question, so I want you to break it down for me a little bit more if you can, Ezra. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a different base level of love for romantic relationships versus your friends and family? Okay. Had a few great conversations on this earlier last week. Yes. Base level of love. Like, whatever you think your base level of love is. Like, this is what you need to feel loved, whether it's people checking in on you, people asking how you're doing, Maybe you need like some affirmations that you're doing good, keep it up, things like that. Does it change based off of the person's relationship to you? So like, do you expect, do you have the same base level of love for your significant other as your parent of that gender? So you got Anna, you got your mom. The way you expect your mom to look out for you, to love you unconditionally, air quotes, do you also expect that base level of love from Anna? Making sure you're fed, making sure you're good, checking in on you, those type of things? Or you gotta move, you gotta remove the physical and like sexual side, clearly. Or is it like a different level of love you expect from your mom? Because hey, this was my mom. I was a child. I'm not a grown man. You're my girl. This is what I expect because this is what I taught myself to expect. I think I look at it a little bit different. Um, but I, I almost feel like, yeah, like, I think I kind of hold like the base level of like what me and Anna have like a higher level compared to like the level that I have for like friends and family, just cause I feel like friends and family, like you can love them, but like the romantic level and like what you do for that other person is just on a completely different like level and spectrum in my mind. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I think. After many a many conversation about this, I think what I die, boil it down to is I have the same general base level for love, I think. I think my base level boils down to I got to know that I'm cared for when I expect to be cared for. So my mom did this. My sisters did this. My good friends did this. That's also what I expect of my significant other at the bare minimum. I think it's a little skewed in my significant other's favor, though, over my family, because family-wise, I still have the point of, like, they're family. They have to love me. They have to, to a degree, care about me. So you choosing to care and show this level puts you a little bit ahead of them. But I think it boils down to, like, I've got the same base level of, like, care I expect to be shown from all three. I get that. Maybe the way you break it down like that, maybe it's almost like, I think there's maybe same base level, but I feel mm, eh, maybe, maybe same base. I'll have to to think about that more, but maybe there's like a higher opportunity of growth of love in my obviously relationship compared to my family and friends. Cause I think for the most part, like it's going to kind of cap out at a certain area. Yeah. That's how I feel. It's going to cap out. And then, you can expect all this love from your parents, but at some point you're going to be a grown up, and then it all is going to shift onto your partner. And I feel like then they should be the biggest 
relationship in your life. Like, you shouldn't expect your mom to, you know, make sure you're always good. It's just going to be your partner. Like, you guys are always checking in on each other and making sure you guys are straight. I don't know. My mom better always make sure I'm good. She doesn't have to do it frequently, but like, yeah, when she called me, hey, like, how you living? I'm expecting her to show that base level of care she's always shown. I just think, like, kind of like both of y'all said to a degree, the vast majority, the frequency, and the level it's at now should be exceeded by my significant other. Like, my mom might check up on me for real, like, once a month. If my girl was, like, caring about me or caring for me once a month, We'd be broken up long ago. <laughs> exactly. Does that mean if, like, I guess that would be self-explanatory. Like, if they're not meeting your levels, would you, like, break this down to them? Like, listen, if my mom and friends are doing this and you can't even do that, like, what are we doing here? But I guess that would be yes, just you breaking up. I think I would break it down more my family and friends. Because you, as a man, you don't ever want to come off as a mama's boy. That's a red flag to a lot of people. So you can't be like, my mom loves me this much. Why don't you? Because they're going to be like, wait a second, nigga, what? But if you're like, my family and friends love me this much, and this is the base level of what they do to show this, I need you at least here. I think everybody would deserve that conversation. Um, How do y'all factor in your friends, though? Because you know what your significant other is expected. That's like your person. And then your family is like, by blood, they damn near gotta love you and care about you. But your friends is like somewhere in the middle of those two. I feel like if I was doing like a ranking system, it would be like the highest. Mm, I don't, I'm still confused by my base levels, but I think it would go obviously relationship one, family two, friends three. Yes. Cause like I don't expect them to be like at the max level or like at, at the same level as like family and relationships. Cause like friends are just a different type of level. Maybe closer friends, obviously higher up, but like I don't still expect like the fucking world from them. Yeah, and I would even break it down like the person you get married to who you're supposed to love for life is just always going to be top one. And then after that, it's going to be your kids. And then after that, I feel like that's your parents and your siblings. My, and then after that, then it would be your friends. I've got to circle back to that after I give my list, but you said something that I'm interested in. It was going to be my next topic. Well, the next spinoff. Um, I definitely think it would go significant other. And then it would go my mom slash some family. And then it will go like best friends. And then the rest of the family, the rest of the friends. Cause I got some bros who like family for real. And then I got some family that I don't even fuck with. So like if I Nigga, I don't care about you. If I ain't called you in two years, you are not above some of my friends. In this hierarchy, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. It is kind of intermixed depending on yeah. friends and family. Yeah. Um, you mentioned kids. I just thought the same but thing you when said, you said it. You said your significant other and then kids. My question is, do you think your kids replace your significant other at some point? Because they say the only unconditional love in the world is that that a parent shows for their kid. So at some point, do you love your kids more than you would love your significant other? I think you love your children unconditional, but you should choose your partner over your children. How you do that if you got unconditional love for one, but then you just love the other? I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't unconditionally love my partner. Oh, that was the fourth spinoff. You think you're capable of unconditionally loving your partner? Let me spin this for you real quick. Unconditional is like there is nothing they can do wrong to lose your love. You might not like them, but you're going to love them. I'm going to tell you right now. My you're, partner you're cheat. to disappoint you in the same kind of way. I mean, I've seen, uh, I mean, me, my father, we don't have any type of relationship. And I'm sure he loves his wife way more than he loves me is that but i'm asking is that what you would want with your children would you want to be able to not unconditionally love them or love them less than your partner i mean my partner is my partner and my children i'm going to raise them with unconditional love so then they can find their partner that loves them the same way i love my partner Hmm. i think me personally 
my children are probably going to come above my partner at some point. And I think that's just like life. Because once you start throwing around the word unconditional, even if they fuck up, even if they mess up, even if I hate them for years at a time, I still love that nigga. This will never happen to me. But like niggas have girls who cheat on them, who steal from them, who lie to them. I could not still look that person in the eyes and love them as a partner. My kid can probably steal from me. My kid will lie to me at some point. I'm going to still love them niggas because they kids. They supposed to fuck up. I hold you to a different standard than this adult I'm with. I don't think I could unconditionally love a adult. I could unconditionally, unconditionally love my children. I'm I'm torn on my hot take of unconditional love is like bullshit. I think, but I don't know if I'm ready to go with it yet. I think it's bullshit unless it's towards children. Because like the term unconditional is crazy. I would love you through any condition. I hope nobody chooses to love me outside of my mother and my dad. I hope nobody chooses to love me regardless of the conditions I put them through. Because if I drag your name through the dirt, if I dog you out, I don't deserve you to love me. The only people's love I think I deserve would be my parents. Yeah, I think it might be a thing of I can't give you a definition or if I believe in it until you probably have a kid. Because I think that's when you'll really know. But, yeah, I mean, like, you can still love someone even if they did you wrong. Just loving someone doesn't mean you have to be with them necessarily. Yeah, but I guess I guess the thing with kids is, like, if it's unconditional, it wouldn't go away. But, like, if someone did you dirty, like, you could love them and then it could slowly dissipate and, like, fall out of love. Absolutely. The same thing with your children, like... (sighs) love a person that gets back to unconditional yeah Yeah. i was gonna say that's where like unconditional comes into play like there are parents whose kids are like mass murderers they still love that nigga regardless of how evil they were because like to them that's my baby still and there are people who love their partners just the same i think it's more prevalent parent to kid than partner to partner but i agree with that statement I'm just saying people do love their partners like that. I hope nobody loves their partner like that. I'm actually, it's not like, and I love love. Like I'm a hopeless romantic for real. I'm just thinking of like the therapy and like self love and help you would need. If you were able to unconditionally love a partner who could be capable and may have done you the dirtiest of dirt. And then you still just I unconditionally love. Yeah, I got to reserve that for not a partner. But for those people who do, I'm praying for you. I hope you seek the help y'all need. Um, let's get into a little bit different topics. We're talking about friends. We're talking about love languages. And this is an interesting one that I never really would have considered with friends. Like, have you ever factored in or like asked your friends what their love language is and like how they pre- like prefer to receive it? So that would kind of break down to like, if you were to do that or think about do that, would you give them like their love language or would you just kind of be like, eh, whatever I'm doing is what you're going to get? I have. None of my female friends though, because like, mm, don't care. Um, I have though, I had a conversation with the boys a while back and then we re-had a conversation recently. I think the people you care about you should know how they want to feel cared about. And I think being black raised by like my parents who are like most people, grandparents age, my dad's 78, my mom's 71 now. Like we were very like not saying love, like was understood, don't gotta be said type of family. And the older I got, the more I came close to the idea of like, you know what, that worked for them. That might not work for me and my friend group and just how I want to be in life, the person I want to be, the energy I want to get off and receive. So, yeah, I think it matters the way your friends want to receive love or air quotes love, none of that gay shit. That way, you know that they feel cared about and you know how to, like, make sure they checked up on I don't – I never really thought about it. And, like, I'll be honest, I don't know if I'm going to ask. I'm just kind of like, eh. Like, it's just gonna, like, eh, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm not gonna ask my friends what their love language is. I kind of just know their personalities and... What if you're completely off, though? 
and like asking I mean, we're very open with each other if something pisses us off then we're gonna tell each other yeah but i'm not saying you're like pissing them off you just like might be missing the cue and but for what um different things happen to different people uh i think my when it happened one of my people's lost their mom and like he was going through it and he was going through it like day after day and i wanted to to a degree kind of know like hey yo like what works for you because i don't want you to think nobody gives a fuck or we do this we do that like maybe we hanging out but hanging out ain't how you receive love so like quality time ain't doing it maybe words of affirmations ain't it maybe you need a gift or something like that to like pick your spirits up so i could be doing the right thing and just like hey yo like let's hang out let's hang out if quality time ain't the way this nigga feels love or anything like that like that wasn't gonna help him in that moment I just feel like over a time you start to like just acquire how people react to certain things, especially your friends. Do you think the boys know about uh about their love languages though? Absolutely. Oh, men always know. Anytime I have a conversation with a guy that I talk to, they always know their love language. I definitely think like niggas definitely know. And I think like most if y'all hit one of y'all friends tonight and ask them, I bet they would be so appreciative and they'd feel like low-key special. Because, I mean, it makes it shows that you're showing an effort to, like, make sure they're cared about if times get rough. I'm putting this on a story. I want to know if people know their love language. Nigga, niggas know their love language. I just don't. Be- I'm not sure if the, if the boys know their love language. Nah, they absolutely do. Yeah, boys definitely do. At this age, absolutely. And if not, well, I'm sure they just do just because a girl has probably asked them or talked about it. I don't know. I think we're giving people a lot of credit. I feel like maybe we're just very like mm-hmm. smart, informed individuals, but I don't know nah. if the general public knows their love language. I don't think, and even if they if they know about them, I don't think they actually know the proper love languages and what they mean. I think they do. I would one-up you. I would say most guys probably know how they want to receive love and how they want to give love. Because those are two different things. I don't necessarily want to receive love the same way I give love. But I'm I'm willing to bet most people would know the difference between the two. At least men-wise. I don't know about women. Women are probably going to hit on how they want to receive. I don't know if they're going to hit on giving. I need people to respond to this. I need I need a heavy dose of people actually responding to the poll this time. I, w- I want to know. I might even put, fucking put this on the TikTok. Record a little TikTok video. See if people know their love languages. Oh, yo, niggas is finna know. All right, let's get into you. As apparently now you believe in love languages after not after not being a believer. Yeah, um, I was talking to someone a while back, and she kind of broke it down to me that um, because I don't know if you remember years ago when it was just me, you, Paige, holding it down. Uh, I said I didn't believe in love languages because like our parents and grandparents were kicking it in love, happy, and they didn't know shit about love languages. Which was true, which was very true. Someone explained to me one day when I was talking about that, and they're like, yeah, like, they didn't have a name for it or know the terms, but the way they were going about it would have fit one of the five categories of a love language. And I was like, you know what? That makes sense. Never thought of it like that, but that definitely makes sense. Have you read the book? What book? Not five love languages. I don't need a book for this. I'm trained in other methods. Not the guy who wrote it. We had, I took a class and uh, it was like a one credit class in college. Super easy. One of my favorite, favorite fucking classes because they were a joke. And like we read the book, he like gave us the PDF. It's a really good read. I actually think it was really informative. I think a lot of people could learn a lot more from that. And I, well, he talked about a lot of people who like save their marriages and stuff because they learned about their love languages. Yeah, I was I was watching reading uh, some Reddit stories about it, and there were some people. This is no dig at Morgan Miller. There were some people who kind of had Morgan's like mindset where they were like, nah, I've been around long enough. So like, I don't know, or I should know over time, like my friends love languages. And they were like kind of applying that to their spouse as well. And them being a good person and doing good things made them think that like, hey, yo, like Shorty's a bitch for missing it. And it was truly at the end of the day, after like marriage counseling and getting help, they were doing good. They just were doing good in the wrong way for their partner and how they receive love. Because if you're showing love and you're doing the best you can do to show love, that effort doesn't effort and intent doesn't really mean anything to the person who's 
getting thrown all this love in a way they don't receive it. Because at that point, like, you wasting your fucking time, nigga. Yeah, well, that's why I said for friends. Nigga, I said for both. No, I know. That's, I'm glad you clarified that. I just wanted to be, you know, to the listeners, reconfirm that I just said that for friends. Um, very strange things to reconfirm because you was wrong on both hands. But regardless... That's your yeah. your opinion. I'm a, I've been a big love language guy since college, since that class. Um, and it is, like, something I have to kind of check myself because, like, I think I show my love by, like, acts of service. And it's, like, I have to be, like, oh, Anna could, like, she appreciates it, but also, like, could give two fucks at the same time. I think acts of service and quality time are the trickiest two. Because qual- quality time is tricky because, like, don't everybody deem the same thing quality? So that becomes sketch. And then acts of service, it's kind of broad. Because, like, if your partner, like, acts of service is their love language, but they require, like, grandioso acts, yeah, like, fucking closing the, pumping the gas for him wasn't really getting them off love language-wise, nigga. <laughs> but you thought you was doing something. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I feel like it's important to talk about it in the beginning. That could be even like a very good first date topic. It could be. I'm I don't agree with you on much, but I do agree with you on that. It could be. Let's replace the what sign are you talk with what's your love language. We'll just get rid of astronomy. Astrology. I always feel bad when I say one of mine is gifts. But it is giving gifts or receiving gifts. Receiving, yeah, um, receiving. That's like not surprising, but like also. But I'm a huge acts of service lover. Yeah, but like, what are the acts? Like cooking dinner. Uh, I'm not like mad at that. That one could be hard to appreciate though. Because, like, we both got to eat, so you made dinner, but you, like, got to eat yourself. So you was really just making food because you got to eat, nigga. I know, but I could have just cooked for myself and made just, like, some frozen meal. You could have. That one gets... I do think acts of service and quality time are the trickiest. Um, Circle back to your gift giving for our listeners in case any of them are trying to pull you. Does it matter? Are you, like, a price point gift or, like, a thought counts gift? Really just a, a thoughts. So now you can go piece together some things from five and below and it's like all your favorite color, put all four things in a basket, spit $20 on you and like you're cool with that for your birthday? Well, the thing is I don't want them to spend money. Like if I don't need it mm. or they don't necessarily think I would want it, then I don't even want them to waste their money. I'd rather them just not give me anything. But if there was something that they saw like – Maybe I needed a new keychain, and they were like, oh, man, she would love this. Like, I don't care if it's $5. Interesting. Facts. I don't know if I buy that, but it's fine. Don't buy it. <laughs> I mean, of course I would want, like, a Dior keychain, but, you know, <laughs> if I had to choose, but, you know. Uh, all right, all right. Let's get in top five. I can't believe no one told me I didn't post it on Friday. I think I was, like, woke up Saturday and was, like, on my phone. I was like, oh, I didn't fucking do this. So uh, it did get posted today, so we'll get some feedback, run a poll on Tuesday. We'll see who won top five juices. This week, though, we are doing top five wedding songs. I didn't put any criteria. I didn't want to give anything away because I wanted to see if people went romantic, people went reception, first dance. Like, there's a lot of options. So, you know. I'll let you know. Number one, Al Green, Let's Stay Together. Two, Fantasia, When I See You. Oh, my God. That's a bob. Three, John Legend, All of Me. Four, Diana Ross, Can't Hurry Love. Five, bear with me. We said the top wedding songs. We did not say wedding songs that'll be at my wedding. It'll probably be at Morgan's. R. Kelly, Ignition. R. Kelly would never be in my wedding. He wouldn't even be on the queue. I'm sorry. It's a bop. What can I say? 
Yeah, it well, is a bop. That rapist can be in someone else's wedding. Nigga, don't act like you ain't got you don't got no rapists on your playlist. Kodak, Chris Brown, stop. Okay, Chris but, Brown was just young enough that he had a redemption tour. R. Kelly never had the chance. No, that that is fact. <laughs> I mean, yeah, R. Kelly was doing it at that age. Michael Jackson, like, do you tell me we're not listening to no Michael Jackson no more? Be for real. Okay, well, Matt, Michael Jackson is on my list. Oh, not that rapist. <laughs> <laughs> but not that one. <laughs> okay. My list is Can't Help Falling in Love, but I'm going to have to do the Haley version because as much as I love Elvis Presley's version, it's just too slow. Um, two, Signed, Sealed, and Delivered by Stevie Wonder. Um, three, All of Me, John Legend. It's just you have to have that at your wedding. Four, Love on Top, Beyonce. And then five butterflies by Michael Jackson. Damn, so number five is definitely the offender spot. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you have for uh, your rapist, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I went a completely different route. I was just going pure bops that you're going to have fun to at the reception. No, mm, there might be some love songs. Um, the fact that this didn't make anybody's list is just like a despicable act by all of you. I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Oh, come on. Come on. I was thinking that, but with somebody, I don't, I want to dance with one person, not just somebody. Whatever. Um, Number two, this will be an everlasting love by Natalie Cole. Also a bop. Can't believe no one has that on there. Number three, Isn't She Lovely by Stevie Wonder. Mm. Great song. Um, this one, <laughs> this one, I was like listening to a bunch of uh, a bunch of like wedding song playlists. A lot of them are trash. I'll be honest with you. A lot of people on Spotify should not be making wedding song playlists. Um, so this was a last second edition. Um, Dancing Queen by ABBA. Just a good little bop. And number five. It's not my personal favorite, but I've seen a lot of people absolutely love this song when it comes on at a wedding. Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. I love Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, um, honorable mention. Um, one plus one, Beyonce. Honorable mention for me, I'd go... Um, it's Pump Charlie, it up, Joe Budden. It's the Charlie Empty Wilson. my face, The oh, Weeknd. Charlie Wilson. I think it's like last name Wilson. I was wondering if I... Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, Charlie Wilson, last name Wilson. Um, John Legend's... Um, fuck. Fuck! I had one John on there, but this was like the John. It'll be at my wedding. Don't worry. I got you. Wait, if I was on my second wedding, I would have to do Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Okay. Um, ordinary people. You can't have a wedding without ordinary people playing. Is there any... um? Dancing songs that you guys will put? Dancing songs? I mean, Ignition was kind of a dancing song for real. You you was going to bump and grind with that K-Boy. Ooh, Sexy Back? Nah. <laughs> Maybe One Wish? Yeah, Ray J One Wish might have to play for real. Ooh. Honestly, that whole like 2004 to 2010 R&B probably going to play. I'm gonna probably have some Neo on. Yeah. Oh, we good. Oh, honestly, international players' anthem should definitely be played. Maybe after the kids get kicked out, "Bust It, Baby" by Plies. Um, shake that monkey. To be short. Yeah, like it's just gonna be nasty. That's what it's coming down to. But there won't be kids yeah, at my wedding. There's a cutoff, so we can get right into the ratchets. Hmm. All right, let's do a quick porch talk, sports talk. Super Bowl, I think I have your prediction. Was yours the 41-27 Chiefs winning? Oh, my gosh. It might have been. Yeah. Are you going to stick with that? Yeah, you missed You missed it. That John was kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> um. I literally on the way home today was thinking of what I thought the score would be. And I was 
in between 41-28 Chiefs-Eagles and 35-20 Chiefs-Eagles. So since I already said 41-27, that is close enough, and I will ride with that. I think we have Morgan down as a 27-24 Eagles. Did I say the Eagles? I mean, I mean you. This is, this is your official prediction, so if you want to switch it now, you can. I want to stick with whatever I said the first time. I have trust in my gut. All right, there we go. Um, I don't want to be that guy. I think this is going to be like a 35-21. Like, Eagles just absolutely dominate the Chiefs. No. That's the homer in you. Can we get a real prediction now? Listen, I think I think if the Eagles can come out and get pressure on Mahomes the way, like, and I don't want to compare it to the Bucks one completely because I think that was kind of an outlier. But I've, I think if they can get the pressure on Mahomes like they should be able to, I think that they can put up the points. And it might be more of like a 28-21. I could see them really running the ball and killing clock and then get the run game going. But I don't know. I feel like Jalen Hurts, is, this is going to be his official coming out party for the national media. I don't think it will. I think he's had his time. I think we'll see what we expect. A Chiefs blowout. It's not even close. The only reason they get to 27 is because of, like, garbage time points. It'll be 38-20 in the third. Maybe they get that field goal in the fourth to make it 41-20. They get the field. They get a touchdown 41-27. Easy. Game wasn't competitive. All of us ready to turn it off by the third quarter. I feel like the two losers should have to do something – that the winner says. What if there were like three winners? What if we all win? Yeah. How would we win? We all pick the same team. Okay, well, I mean, like, whoever has the closest score. Mm. We didn't pick the same team, by the way. <laughs> You're right. You know what? I like that idea. The winners will get all of Morgan Monday contributions. No. <laughs> no like, that's what we're going with. Yeah. There we go. That is definitely not... I. No, no money is a, no. No. Bro, money. Morgan got a bag last week. She got like a grand. <laughs> Just a casual grand, dude. It must be nice. Yeah, I I'm not gonna do anything money wise. <laughs> Let's wrap this podcast up. Do some music and TV recommendations. Um, TV wise, fucking powered. I don't know if I've put y'all on yet, but like, fucking power goes like crazy. I'm like fucking addicted. So yeah power uh music wise i'd go ray vaughn picking cherries it's fire tv wise tv wise the bachelor oh no i'm gonna go love island uk because it's about to get good and then song wise i'll go money bag yo federal fed tv wise i haven't watched it yet but anna was telling me about this like Milf Manor or something. Apparently, it's supposed to be wild. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this because apparently it's like a a bunch of milfs like hanging out in a manor dating young guys, but the young guys are like the milfs' sons. Apparently, it's a wild concept, so I might have to check it out. Yeah, what's that on Netflix? No, I think it's on like TLC or something. Music wise, I'm going with Cold Blood by Junior Varsity. And with that being said, we're going to wrap this podcast up. Thank you for listening. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Porch Talk, No A Loser, and Apple Podcasts. Leave us on Spotify. Share the podcast with a friend. Really appreciate you for listening. We'll be back next week. Peace.